Good evening and welcome back to another awesome episode of From the Couch Sports. It's been a while, boys. How are we? Electric. Electrified. Very nice. God damn it, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> so I am I am Eric. I have with me Jerome. I'm getting you a thesaurus tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You have an you have an Amazon you have an Amazon uh, processing facility like right nearby you now so it should take like twenty four minutes for it to get you. <laughs> All right, it is actually our my guys episode like Jerome mentioned. Uh, we're pretty excited for this. I know I am pretty excited for this. We are gonna go through and Elect. name three my guys each. It's gonna be one quarterback and two flex positions, meaning it could be a running back, receiver, or a tight end. So. To give a brief definition of a my guy, it's someone you are planting your flag on. You are saying that when you see this guy coming up in the draft, even if it's like a round early, you're going for it. You're pressing the button. This is a person that you believe in, going to have a great year. So without much further ado. Nothing you could do could make me untrue to my guy. My guy. We will start off with. Jerome, uh, tell us about yeah. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is going into his second year in the league. And I, I think the kid has all the necessary tools to be a wide receiver one and have amazing numbers. The only thing he's been missing is a top tier quarterback. Uh, will he have that year, this year? Probably not. Um, but he gets a lot of receptions. He does all right for touchdowns and he does all right for yardage. And, you know, he's not a high draft pick, um, but he's definitely someone that I can rely on uh, game in and game out, regardless of the opponent to uh, get some receptions and may, and put some points on the board. Uh, so that's why he's my guy. Now, are you thinking that he's going to have better receiving game like better totals with Teddy Bridgewater or with Drew Locke because I mean I would have to assume that both are going to start for them at some point this year I think he's going to do said. better with Teddy Bridgewater even though he has he has a more more established relationship with Drew Locke you know I like it all right you're my boy blue all right on to the next one let's see Kieran Tell us about your quarterback. So, yeah, my uh, my quarterback, it's going to be uh, his royal tallness, the polar opposite of Jerome's pick. It's going to be, uh, like I said, his royal tallness, Josh Allen, tall guy. Fact one, Josh Allen is tall. He's 6'5". But, no, uh, last year he had, a, he had a real good year for me um, personally on my fantasy team, uh, 37 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Um 107 QBR, you know, 395 fantasy points, 24.7 a game. He's doing great. Uh, who knows if Cole Beasley is going to play or even be alive since he didn't get his COVID shot. So it's going to be the, the Allen Diggs connection. He can get the ball going on his extremely long legs. Um, and he's not afraid to put his body on the line, which is probably going to spell misery for him in the long run. But we only need him for a season here, boys. So that's what I'm banking on this year. Love him in the fourth round. Are you willing to take him in the third? Just out of curiosity. Depending on where I am in the third, if I need to jump up and grab him, like if I'm picking like six or seven, where I think he may not be floating around to me when the snake comes back around, I might, I might jump up and get him. I like it. I like it. I, you know, he's destined for a ton. Same coordinators last year, you know, same system in place. This guy is destined for a ton of attempts. And he, didn't he have like seven rushing touchdowns last year? Yes, he did. Eight rushing touchdowns. Excuse me. Eighty? Eight. Eight. Okay. Snowman. Gonna... <laughs> you know yeah, what's last... so weird about that is he had more rushing touchdowns than Zeke. It is so a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. But um, okay. You're my boy, Blue. I just want you to know we're doing that after each and every one. Next up, Jerome, tell us about your other flex. Talking about 
his highness, big dick, Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, his ADP is like four, like first round, fourth pick. Hopefully, if I'm in the first half of the draft, he will fall to me. If not, if I had the overall draft pick, first draft pick, I would probably pick Derrick Henry. Really? Really. Tell us why. Well, uh, in my experience, uh, which is vast at this point, um, <laughs> a lot of my first round picks uh, all got hurt. So, uh, Derek Henry, uh, I'm trying to take you out too, I guess. Like, I don't know. Uh, no. Um, you know, I just, I think he's dependable. He works hard. Uh, you know, yes, uh, there is, there is some room uh, for improvement there in receptions and stuff like that. But I mean, the man just runs the rock and that's what I need in my life. I like it. I think, I think a couple months ago when we were talking about who we take one Oh two and that Derek Henry is who I chose. So I like that. I like the pick. You're my boy. Blue. That's right. He's <laughs> getting old yet. <laughs> okay. So next up is me. It is I, um, we're going to go with my flex here and uh it's Clyde Edwards Alaire. He's going about the middle of the third round this year. Last year I drafted him in the first round, took a stab at it. Uh and it was a disappointment. I ended up trading him halfway through the year because he wasn't what I had bargained for for the first round. This year there is a much better estimation for his skills. So last year he ended up as the running back 19. So RB2, you know, solid player. He scored five touchdowns. That is below average, especially he had some kind of ridiculous stat. Like the amount of, I think he had like 20 touches inside the five and he scored on one of them, right? That is just statistically improbable. So he, I I did some statting out here. He averaged about a little bit less than 17 touches a game with like three of those being catches, right? If he gets just one more catch and two more carries a game, he ends up having about 14.7 fantasy points a game next year, which would make him the number 10 running back overall. And that's without including a touchdown, like regression to the mean. So if he scores only eight touchdowns only, which is the average, he would be RB6. This is a guy who is on probably the most potent offense in the NFL. And at the end of the day, like his basement, like the very, the very worst you're probably going to get from him if he stays healthy, which is the same thing for all these players, is a low-end RB2, which is what you're paying for at the draft. And his ceiling is a top five guy. Personally, I see him as a league winner. I think I think you can get him as your third running back in the draft. And yeah, I, I think he's a true league winner. So I can see why you traded him. That's right. <laughs> hey, for what it's worth, I traded him for second half David Montgomery. So you're my boy, Blue. All right. Um, <clears throat> next up is Kieran with his. Flex number one. Flex number one. We're going with J.K. Dobbins, slated to go early fourth round in the second pick here. Coming into his second year in the league, um, played pretty well last year. Uh, 134 rushing attempts, just over 800 yards, nine touchdowns. Um, He actually did okay receiving-wise as well. Um, 18 catches on 24 targets, 120 yards, no receiving touchdowns, but, you know, that's fine. Um, you know, as, as some might say, he's, he was putting up rookie numbers because he was a fucking rookie. Um, but, but I don't know. He was averaging uh, 10 points a game, uh, 150 and a half points uh, for the league last year. Those are solid numbers for a guy in his rookie year, um, especially on an offense that kind of was supposed to be running through their quarterback, Lammer Jackson, um, who had a bit of a, a downtrodden year. Um, just based on the baseline that he had been setting for himself by no means well, a bad year, but a bad Karen, Lamar year. for, for what I don't mean to interrupt you, but for what it's worth, JK Dobbins wasn't really touching the ball until after the bye week So those right, points exactly. you're talking about, those are all for like 
six or seven games. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. He had two touchdowns week one, and then fuck all until week 11. And then he had touchdown, 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 exactly. touchdown, touchdown, and then two touchdowns week 17. So he had a monster uh, second half of the year. I believe I ended up picking him up in one of my leagues off the waiver wire um, at one point here. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the talking heads there are saying that he's in for you know he's up for a breakout year. Um, who's going to be there to you know? It's not the oh, fuck. What's his name now? Whatever his name was, the the smaller of the Alabama quarterbacks that wasn't Derrick Henry um, or running backs, I should say. Alabama running backs. Mark Ingram. Thank you, Mark Ingram. He's uh, <clears throat> it's not the Mark Ingram show anymore. Thank you, Jerome. Um, which, which one for me by the way it, it mark ingram was not a small guy that's just how big derrick henry is like it's not like it's not like mark no but ingram it's like is, it's one of my favorite pictures of all time yeah it's, not, it's, not it's, like it's one ingram's, of the best pictures ever yeah they're both superhumans. it's just like one was injected with a little bit too much serum you know like it's just one's one's a racehorse and one's a shetland pony it's you know they're both <laughs> fine to look at but one of them is a specimen um but yeah, I think he's like a lot of people are saying he's in line for a breakout year. It's a, you know, very potent offense to quote Eric there. Um, and I think he's going to be great. I have no problem taking him early fourth. If he's there late third, if I'm there, fuck it. Fuck around. Give me some JK. Karen, argue, argue for me why JK Dobbins would be a better selection than Antonio Gibson. Yeah, and I think it's simply because, um, I'm not exactly sure where Antonio is, his ADP is right now. I think he's about 2.7. At 2.7, um, sure, Antonio Gibbons might be a fine pick, but I think there's a lot, there's going to be a stock of a lot better players that you can get. And if you're looking for an RB2 or even an RB3, having J.K. Dobbins sit in there early fourth round, late third round, I think I think you're better off, you know, taking a, a higher caliber wide receiver um, or even, a, a you know, one of those top three tight ends if they're there. Um, early mid second round um, as opposed to Antonio Gibson, who is, you know, a, a great player. And if that's what your roster needs at that time, but I think if you can get one of those top three tight ends or a top tier wide receiver at around two, seven, I think you're better off going that way. Um, Cause JK Dobbins, you know, he's going to be there fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about the Ravens, you know, you know, not to spoil it. We'll talk about the Ravens offense a little bit later, but um, that, that is an offense that, I mean, Greg Roman runs that offense and he's only ever in his last four years, I think the lowest in rushing attempts that they've had this coordinator when he was with the bills. And when he was at the Ravens was third overall in terms of attempts in terms of yardage, he has been first, first, third, first. So all, all this dude does is run the ball. That's it. Um, okay. So you're my boy blue for Karen and, JK. Remember that time when I thought it was DK, like Donkey Kong? That was fun. Yes. I, I when when I saw you picked him, I almost went and found like a classic uh DK Donkey Kong. But then I realized possible racial implications. Doesn't matter. All right, Jerome, it's gonna be uh your quarterback. Please. It's only because you hate black people. That's why there's racial implications. <laughs> Uh, speaking of speaking of awesome black people, I want to tell you all about Kyler Murray. Just waiting for my breakfast. Lois! If only instead of Lois, it was uh, him talking to... Uh, God, what's his coach's name? Fuck. Wayne? No. No, the head coach. Yeah, no, what the hell's his name? He's hot. King, I know King, that. King, uh, Ky- Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. 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 Yeah, there we go. I, I knew there was King in there. Feed me my breakfast, Cliff. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell us about baby legs. So baby legs, you know, uh, I had him in one of my leagues and week in week out. He was a dependable quarterback. Sometimes he didn't throw for as much, but he when he made he made up for that uh, with rushing. Um, you know, uh, I mean, what 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 more do I need to say about the man? He he works his ass off. 
he's going into his junior year and um, expecting great things out of his offense. He's finally going to have a defense that's going to give him some help. Uh, you know, that can't be understated. So I expect big things from him this year. I, I got to tell you, if there was like some award for the the one my guy who I who I love the most, it was your pick of Kyler. I, you know, one thing you didn't mention is I don't think we've seen the ceiling for him yet. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love, you know. Uh, he hasn't Kieran. seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. Uh, <laughs> I've, but I've stated it before. I, I love the pick of Josh Allen, but I, I do think we have seen, like, I don't think it's going to get much better for Josh Allen. For Kyler, I don't think he's hit, uh, like, even 4,200 yards yet. So, and I think he's more than capable of it. Now, let me ask you something, bud. Like, there was a steep drop-off after, I think you guys remember, he had a, an injury, and I believe it was to his uh, non-throwing shoulder around right. middle of the year last year. Afterward, he stopped running the ball so much. Jerome, do you do you think that's going to be? And he has stated this year that he wants to depend less on his legs. Do you think that's going to play a major part in his fantasy value going down a little bit here? No, and here's why: because he wants to depend on it less. I I want a toilet made of fucking solid gold. It may <laughs> not be in the cards. He, he can want he can want to not depend on his legs all he wants. But if shit breaks down and nobody's open, he's going to run. He's going to run. He's not going to be like, I'm just going to take this sack because I don't want to run it because I want to depend on throwing. No, he's going to do what he can to advance the ball and score a fucking touchdown. Uh, You know, will you know, is he going to try hopefully have receivers that are going to get open more? Yeah. Hopefully is he, I mean, they have a stable of running backs that hopefully he can dump the ball to or something, you know, but you know, I don't see his, I don't see his fantasy value going down just because he stated that he wants to throw the ball more and not depend on his legs to win games. Absolutely. I get that, but he's also not going to, He's not going to all of a sudden turn into Tom Brady and just stay in the pocket and get tackled. Right. And mail it in. Exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not going to do it. He's not going to be, he's not going to suddenly turn into Ben Roethlisberger. You know, is he's not, he's going to, if he, if he needs to escape, he's going to do it. Yeah. And you know, the thing is too, with him is it wasn't, it wasn't so much like, okay, yes, he, he ran for over 800 yards, which is ridiculous. But the really, really big thing for Kyler is that around the goal line, they they chose him to run the ball. Like he was he was the choice, and he had eleven touchdowns on the ground. I mean, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it is such an obvious mismatch. It is. No, you're right, and th- this is what I'm saying. Like, like Kyler doesn't have to like rush for a hundred yards a game. I think that's what he was talking about. Not you know, like because when you when you really do the math on it, even if you have everybody lined up and you have maybe one linebacker behind the line spying, right? Mm-hmm. Kyler, if everybody does their job, he just has to be faster than that guy. And nine times out of ten, he's faster than that guy. Yeah. And it's really what it boils down to. Yeah. And he he's just he's got such a quick step, too. I mean, it really is the little when you're what when your center of gravity is that low to the ground. Like his stride, his stride is probably not like if he if he literally goes full stride, it's probably like what a yard, you know? So, I mean. Quick steps, he's he's probably taking five steps to every one step Josh Allen takes. Probably at least. <laughs> OK. Uh, like I say, it's just so tall. <laughs> so tall. You're my boy, Blue. That's right, Kyler. You're my Lovely. boy. You know, you're my guy. You're my guy, Tyler. You're not my boy. You're not my boy. <laughs> I don't believe in that. It's not, he's it's boy not my, size, but he's was, your guy. That was in my, you know, my parents, uh, my grandparents' generation was a different time. You're my guy. You're my guy. You're my guy. You're my dude. All right. So it is. It is me next, and appropriately, it is my turn to talk about my quarterback who is a Mr. Lamar Jackson. Whatever you do next season, Lamar, just please have more passing yards than Mr. Trubisky. 
And if I didn't convince you that Lamar is a running back, then it's okay. <laughs> it's from a YouTube video called Lamar Jackson is a, as a running back. Anyway. Um, so listen, Taysom Hill is a Swiss army knife with legs. I mean, right. what the fuck? look, look at the end of the day, I, I did almost pick Kyler. I have nothing against Kyler. I went with Lamar simply because you can get him a little bit later. And I, I don't understand this about people who play fantasy football. They constantly, constantly make the mistake of thinking that these quarterbacks who maybe don't play the quarterback position as it's traditionally defined the way that like Tom Brady does or Peyton Manning did that they can't still be as effective. They're more effective. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. It's easier to get fantasy points as a rushing quarterback. All right. So getting specifically to Lamar last year, uh, I actually looked at it and the amount of times that a quarterback had 25, less than 25 points, which I think 25 points is like, if your quarterback gets you 20 points in a game in fantasy football, you're like, okay, you were serviceable. But over 25 points, that quarterback made a difference. He was like truly an exemplary player. So the amount of times that a quarterback scored less than 25 points or was a QB2 for the week last year, Patrick Mahomes, seven times. He disappointed your fantasy football team. Josh Allen, six times. Lamar Jackson, six times. So for what it's worth, people thought Lamar had a down year last year. It was a pretty damn good year. In a down year, he was still a QB1 or scoring over 25 points in 11 weeks. Excuse me. I'm sorry. 10 weeks. All right. And Karen, this is not to bring down your pick, but... For the last three years, not a single quarterback who was ranked first, second, or third has returned value as a top three signal caller. Last year, those three quarterbacks were each surrounded by a court or by a player who ended in the top 12 at their respective positional rankings. So, for instance, instead of taking Patrick Holmes last year, you could have had Allen Robinson ranked right behind him. You could have had Adam Thielen you could have had Darren Waller, who was ranked right behind the QB3. The whole point of what I'm getting at here is I'm, I love the choice of being able to take a quarterback like Lamar, who has proven to do it late in the draft. Fifth round, you know, middle, middle quarterback, be able to take that guy and wait it out. You're my boy, Blue! Okay, so I got the next slot here for my second slot <clears throat> position. And I, I went back and forth on this like a lot. Um, there were, there were probably three or four players that I had chosen from. And then I realized when I do mock drafts and I'm sure you guys assume this, but I do a fuck ton of mock drafts. If I've got any kind of a late first round pick, like seven, seven through 12, the guy who I am most looking for is Austin Eckler. Everyone is like really excited. This is what I don't get. Everyone is really excited for the Chargers offense. Everyone's really, you know, bought into the Justin Herbert thing. They're very excited for Keenan Allen. So the question is, if, if you're so excited for that and you're so excited for the Dallas offense, right? And so excited for Dak and all his receivers and Zeke is ranked so high. Why is Austin Eckler ranked so low? Like, I get it. I get it. He's a first-round ADP. He's currently the RB7, you know. But he's he's also behind running backs with huge risks. Like, for instance, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and dare I say, but Alvin Kamara, which, like, we can get to later. Um, but the main knock that people have on Austin Eckler is, like, this feeling of a lack of durability, you know? We which is dumb because this is a guy who has had one quote unquote serious injury uh, in his career. And by the way, that was last year after that injury, after that injury, he was on pace for over 1300 yards total and 99 catches, right? Which you may think like, Oh, that's a pace. He can't keep up. That's not true because in 2019, he had 92 catches. Like this is absolutely a thing that can happen. By the way, the pace that he was on 
after he came back from that quote-unquote serious injury that everyone's so worried about would have put him at RB7, and that's without any touchdowns included. Again, if he just had an average amount of running back or an average amount of touchdowns for last year's scoring, he would have been RB3 on the year. RB3. This year he's coming into a more stable situation with the Chargers, coaching staff, system, a quarterback who's on a sophomore year. He knows what offense he's playing in. Austin Eckler is, if you're in a PPR league, obviously specifically, this dude is absolutely primed. The fact that people are taking Saquon Barkley coming off a serious injury or Ezekiel Elliott, who people, like even the people who are proponents don't really know. No one really knows. But still, it, this is what I'm saying. If, if I'm sitting at six or seven, I am chips in, all in, Austin Eckler. I think this dude is an absolute dynamo. You're my boy, Blue! All right, let's get to the last boy, Blue. And that is Kieran and your second flex player. Fex player. Fex. He's, he is my second feck and fex player, feck. Um, uh, tell you what, this guy fex. This guy fex. He is, guy he is a scientific uh, experiment gone wrong. I feckin' dare you to call this kid boy. <laughs> be, the last, be the last person you ever call boy. <laughs> And by um, the way, I've... you can run, but you'll die tired. Yeah. Buddha <clears throat> Baker once called this guy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Get Sorry, caught. Go ahead. And you may, fi- you may find yourself asking, hey, who's Buddha Baker? Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Uh, but yes, this is a man who needs no introduction. It's DK Metcalf. <clears throat> um, absolute horse of a human being. Half man, half machine. Half possible centaur. Half Donkey Kong. I wish he was my dad. He is a god indeed. He set the franchise record for receiving yards last year with 1,303. DK Metcalf had 188.3 points last year, averaging 11.8 per game. Um, And that's, you know, 188.3 improving from 129.1. So the guy is absolutely electric out there, especially when Russ is allowed to cook. Um, and throw the ball like you can, you know, between him and Lockett, you know, it's a dual threat that is almost unmatched anywhere else in the league. Um, I think he's the better of the two, in my opinion. He's faster. He's more physical. I mean, the guy, he's fucking, he's 6'4", 235. He's an absolute monster, and that's 235 with about half a percent body fat. Oh, he, he's he definitely is, better than Tyler Lockett, by the way. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And it's, he's up in every stat since his rookie year. He had an amazing sophomore season. I'm even more excited to see what he does this year. Um, you know, he did have that one very embarrassing fumble against the Cowboys last year, which was a little bit of a bittersweet moment for me as a fantasy owner and a Cowboys fan. But that aside, you know, he had three fumbles his rookie year, one last year. He had, you know, 900 yards his rookie year, 1,303 this year. Um, he's – his yards after catcher insane. I, uh, he's he's my probably no, he's he's my wide receiver one. He's you know his ADP is two five I believe. If he's there first round and it's late first round, I got no problem taking him. Wow. Now that is okay. So hold, real quick, and I'm not interrupting you to challenge you, but actually to say that I think you initially said when you're going through his stats that he got like 188 fantasy points, and I see exactly where you say that. But just so you're aware, and the fans at home, that's half point PPR. My guy last year had 273 fantasy points in the year. He is a horse of human. Tell tell me why, though, you want him over Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, you know, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. Like, you got to go over this with me. And I think it just has a lot to do with, you know, a lot of his yards he gets are yards after catch. Um, a lot of those guys, they're not quite as big. They're not quite as powerful. He can run through someone like a tight end can, but he can also run a 4 three thirty or 40, excuse me. And he's a much larger, you know, stature-wise as well as, you know, height-wise, you know, 6'4", 235. That's, you know, a, a tight end on some teams. And he's lining <laughs> up a wide receiver, running as fast as he is, plowing over people. And that's, you know, that's a lot of the reason why I'd, I'd take him over at Diggs or some of those, you know, other prolific wide receivers, but it's just his size and what he can do after he catches the ball. That is what makes him truly amazing. Okay. So let's give the boy his due. 
the man, I should say. The man. You're my boy, Blue! You gotta watch it with that word, man. <laughs> okay. You know, it's just, it's it's a little scary. I wish he was my dad. It's like, you know what? I love my mom too much to to risk just the pounding that that man would... That Absolutely would terrifying. On her. Just like... It's like it's like a woman a woman says to DK like like man God I I really want to mate with you tonight and he he thinks with his horse cock because because that's how women talk I you know I just <laughs> they, I just they, like they say mate <laughs> when you're when you're when DK is out at the bar like he has some skinny just like I heard you play football he's like get away from me skinny bitch I don't need a murder charge and he's like scanning the bar for just like that that thick that thick girl. That's out there that just isn't getting any attention. He's like, there she is. She can take it real quick. Uh, just, just you don't. You can give a reason. You don't have to give a reason. Um, your favorite and your least favorite of the other two's uh, my guys. Uh, Karen, we'll start with or Jerome. We'll start with you. Okay, so my favorite least not- favorite of the uh, of the my guys, uh, Clyde Edwards, Elair. Um, I just. I don't believe in it. I like I personally, I realize, you know, I, I don't I don't I don't look at numbers quite as hard as you do or even as Kieran does. I'm more of a feelings guy. I, I guess I'm in that old school, just like watching the guy play. I don't like his game. I think he's rather soft. But um, but aren't you aren't you an Eagles fan? Didn't you watch Brian Westbrook and LaShawn McCoy in an Andy Reid offense go absolutely ham? Yeah, but this guy doesn't go ham. Wow. Okay. He is. Oh, 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 he is not. Don't you dare try and put Clyde Edwards Elaire in the same. It, they play the same position, but so far, he hasn't shown me what either of those two men showed. Put, now, point taken. I will. I, now, I will. I will preface. You know what? To be fair, though, I'll preface this. In those offenses back then, Westbrook and and McCoy were the alphas. Clyde Edwards Elaire is not nearly an alpha. He's not even close to being an al- an alpha in that offense. Other than the more point. of an epsilon than an alpha. Well done. I mean, yeah. Proud of you. Uh, Edwards Elaire. Uh, he's not everyone else. Everyone else, literally, I I 100% agree with for everyone. Oh. If you, if you had to pick one, if you just just throw it out there, one one person out of the uh, six other or the five other guys, besides yours and Elaire. What do you mean? One that you like? Oh, one that I like absolutely like Austin Eckler, absolutely. I, I the, that dude has been electric. I mean, I've been playing fantasy for a long time, and I've always kept an eye out for Eckler. Uh, you know, I've only been lucky enough to get him like once or twice. And every time I did, he was amazing. Okay. I mean, he, he put me the, the year that I won, that I won the championship for the league of record. Um, he, he kept me into the playoffs. It was literally to the, the last pass that he got from Philip rivers. Like it was just the one point I needed to get me into the playoffs. Okay. Karen. So I'll, I'll switch up my one I liked because mine was going to be Eckler um, for all the same reasons Jerome had. I've, we've been talking about him on the pod forever now. You know, I think you know, we're all in agreement that he's, you know, <clears throat> one of those guys. If he falls to you, depending on where you are, you know, he's going to be a solid pick no matter what. Um, I will change mine. Uh, it's a bit out of character for myself. I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Um, all jokes aside, he is a little person. Um, but <laughs> that, is, that is a joke. <laughs> but he's a he's an awesome quarterback. Um, and Jerome, I think yeah, I think it's a it's a really good pick on your part there. Like you said, he's a guy that's he's he's not going to fall into the Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger way of I'm going to be glued to the pocket. If I get hit, I get hit. You know, when the edge rusher is bearing down on you, he's going to do everything he can to extend the play with his feet. Um, maybe get a pass off, maybe get a squeeze out a couple of yards on his own. But that's that's one thing that you love in a quarterback is, you know, 
negative yards aren't in his vocabulary. Taking sacks aren't something that's part of his game. You that's know, right. taking a sack to save the play isn't saving the play to him. It's it's a loss in his eyes, and that's exactly what you want in a quarterback, especially a fantasy quarterback, when yards are everything, especially in full-point PPR. Um, but uh, I'll move on to the one I don't like. Um, the other quarterback uh, on the table here, Lambert Jackson. Um, I don't know. It's like I, I feel like I'm kind of the happy meeting between you guys. I feel like I do, I think, a lot with my gut, and I'm also, you know, I read up on the numbers quite a bit as well. Um, maybe not so much as you, Eric, but, you know, in my gut, I just don't know that I believe in him anymore. Um, I think the, you know, the the carriage is turning back into the pumpkin, so to speak. Um, I think it's it's kind of wearing off the 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 novelty of him. Um, and I think there's other components to that offense that are going to end up being, a, you know, being a more impactful. They're going to have more of an impact, I should say, on, on the way that offense performs. Yeah, that's totally fair. It is. And, you know, there's there's nothing but hope saying that he will uh, improve on the passing grades uh, and, and stats that he's had. So at least last year. All right. The, the person I liked, I mean, I made it pretty clear earlier. I love the, the Kyler Murray choice. Like I say, I, I almost chose him. Um, but since I will follow suit with Karen, I will not double up. I have to go with DK Metcalf. Love this choice. Um, too many people right now are saying, well, Pete Carroll fired the previous OC, you know, Brian Schottenheimer, because he didn't run the ball enough. So now he brought in a guy who he knows will run the ball. It's just a bunch of bullshit. DK Metcalf is awesome. I mean, everyone's talking about the fact that this offense like fell apart halfway through. And listen, for anyone who's listening, including the two of you, obviously I am a major Rams fan. I'm wearing an Aaron Donald t-shirt right now. And I will tell you that regardless of whether or not this offense fell apart, dude still had 1,300 yards and 10 plus touchdowns. He's a monster of a human being. Monster. And personally, I think that as time goes on, like we, we are making these declarations very early, which I kind of like. That's why we did three players, right? And we're not, we're not like banking on injuries or anything like that. We're not going to like take L's for that. But I think his, I think his ADP is going to drop because people don't think that Russ is going to cook. And I think he's an excellent pick. The player I don't like uh, as much, and I, I use the wrong terminology. I love Jerry Judy. I absolutely love Jerry Judy. He's my favorite receiver from last year, and it's got nothing to do with him. He is so fucking limited by his quarterback play. I mean, I think that dude could get open on every play, and his quarterback will miss him if it's Drew Locke, and I think that they are going to go with Drew Locke because organizations are stupid and stubborn. But Drew Locke will miss him. He'll get like targeted 10 times and have four catches and people will be like, oh, Jerry Judy doesn't get open. No, he gets open on all 10 targets and Drew Locke sucks and then throws interceptions. So while I think that Judy is great and, you know, Noah Fant and Cortland Sutton and all of them are great. I just, uh, Jerome, any rebuttal to that, by the way, it's your, it's your, my guy. No, not at all. I, you know, it, like I say, it's not like, I, I love Judy. I just, I, it's not him. It's. <laughs> It's not me. It's you. No, um, no, no. I, I get that he's in the system, and and it's my hope that there's still time for the organization to pull its head out of its ass. There's all still players that are unhappy where they are and seeking other other uh, destinations, and maybe something will work out in um, in Judy's favor. Well, wait, wait, wait. So this is very simple. The solution is actually on the team already. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is the least sexy quarterback in terms of fantasy football, in terms of fantasy football. Um, but let's not forget, like, Teddy Bridgewater supported two 1,000-yard receivers last year. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel was also very successful. It's just that Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know, he's he, – Literally, if there if there are players who put fans in the stands, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, keeps fans away. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. So, so you know, it 
anyway, we'll we'll move on. Those were our my guys. Two review, two review, real quick. Jerome with Kyler Murray, Derek Henry, Jerry Judy, Karen with his royal tallness. I like it. Josh Allen, uh, DK, uh, not Doggy Kong, Dobbins, and then DK nope. Metcalf. I finish it off with Lamar Jackson, Clyde Edwards, Elair, and awesome Eckler. All right. So the uh, the social networks, the reporting, everything has gone absolutely haywire, fucking nuts for NFL news. So let's catch up real quick. Can't guard Mike, slant Mike, Michael Thomas, out for the start of the year and possibly half the year. So this is a major loss uh, and leaves the Saints without a real playmaker besides Elvin Kamara. It also begs the question, and this is, Karen, I wanted to um, I wanted to go over this with you because, like I say, in the previous podcast episode where we went over 102s, you had mentioned that Alvin Kamara was your 102. I've been thinking about it, and I have trouble deciding besides the two players in question, the difference between the situation that Alvin Kamara is in currently and DeAndre Swift is in. Not very good quarterback play. No receivers to be heard of. Possibly good tight end play. So everything is reliant on RB1 in order for there to be fantasy production. With that, with that little lead-in, Kieran, I, wa- I want to ask you, has, he, has Alvin Kamara lost any fantasy standing to you? If you're sitting at 103, are you, or 102, are you still taking Kamara? Yeah, absolutely. Especially even now with Michael Thomas out. When the Taysom Hill isn't working anymore, you got to go back to good old-fashioned, run the ball, shove it down their throat, and that's what Kamara does. And, you know, even with uh, Jamison there, you know, he's not a, you know, he's not your stereotypical just kind of hand it off kind of quarterback. He's not a Teddy Bridgewater. He's not boring. He tries to be sexy. He's not very good at it, but damned if he doesn't try. Uh, um, Alvin Kamara is pretty sexy. Let's let's be real here. Oh, I meant Jameis. I meant. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kamara 100% is. I'm not done. I'm not. No. Credit where credit's due. He's a handsome fella. But I digest. He, I, I think more so even than before, I think the offense is going to flow through him. Um, and fantasy-wise, I think he's a great one, too. The one, the one, thing, the one thing I wanted to mention with, with Michael Thomas, when you are drafting, don't forget that your league has IR slots and that Michael Thomas is applicable for an IR slot. You can draft Michael Thomas in the 16th round, in the 15th round, put him on your IR slot, and you're good. And then come week seven, week six, you just start this guy. And now you've, you've got a guy who's like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and he's just on your roster, just, just waiting to be played. Okay, so we will move on to the next big news piece I mean, when I initially wrote this episode, one sheet, I, I just wrote, you know, Aaron Rodgers' drama continues. And that was because it, it has been like a full roller coaster ride, right? So it started a couple of weeks ago with discussions that he was fully prepared to retire, never play football again, be done with it. And then... He uh, and then, you know, it it was always paired with this uh, Devonta Adams, you know, saying, you you know, I'm just not going to play for you guys. if Aaron doesn't. Um, And then they both posted the Jordan and Pippen picture, which, you know, for everyone that thought like the, the last dance thing, which like. I always thought it was more about the Jerry Krause of it all, like the organization fucking him over. Um, but now we're at a point. The Green Bay Packers have folded up camp. They have given Aaron in the strangest of all situations. They have given Aaron his concessions, quote unquote, as the organization is putting it. Uh, and they will also 
quote unquote, help him leave Green Bay after this year. But at the end of the day, contract negotiations have continued with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers was at practice or excuse me. Uh, yeah, practice today. This is the end of the Green Bay Packers as we know it for this year, gentlemen. Did you see Aaron? Oh, I saw him. Looking looking like an extra from the sequel to The Big Lebowski. <laughs> I, will, I don't know I if you guys are aware or not. I'm sorry. I will say it again. He The, the pictures that uh, Shefty posted of that man makes it look like he drives a Subaru Crosstrek from 2015 with a Bernie Sanders bumper sticker. I mean, he, he looks, he looks like a bum. He looks like a hippie. I'm sorry. He, so one of the concessions that green Bay agreed to was that all team meals have to be vegan from now on. (laughs) This is uh, the team. The team's a joke. The whole, this whole season's a joke fucking fold it up. It's a fucking circus. What are you fucking telling me? You 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 gave him concessions to come back for one year for what? If I was any other member of this play, this team that has a contract more than one year, I'd be like, "Fuck you and fuck this. I don't want to play. This is fucking bullshit." Is he even gonna fucking try? What if you don't win it? Fucking what did it matter? Just so you could have him for one more year? What is this? This isn't football. I want to let Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in on a little secret. I get it. You're like posting the picture to Instagram and you're feeling the things. Stupidest thing. Right. Stupidest thing in the world. You're you're feeling the, the slights that you think that Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen felt. And for Devontae Adams, by the way, excuse me, it is accurate in the way that he really has never gotten paid. Uh, He's never truly been valued from a monetary standpoint. But regardless, for for Aaron Rodgers specifically, I want to let you in on a little secret. Michael Jordan was fighting the Jerry Krause battle for 14 or 15 years before this documentary of The Last Dance is set. Dude, you've had Ted Thompson as your GM for the majority of your career, who is going to be a Hall of Famer. So stop stop, Brian, stop complaining against Brian Guntikust or whatever the fuck his name is, your new GM and your new head coach. Honestly, I think, I think you were on the money with that one. Really? Guntikust? Yeah. I'm pretty no, sure it's uh, Guntikust. Guntikust. Okay. Regardless, the, the point is that... He just yeah. sounds naughty. Right. But but Jordan and, and Jerry Krause, like, first of all, they won five championships together before the last dance took place. And then besides that, they were together for 10 plus years, dude. You, you've you been with this guy for like two plus years. So th- this this whole picture, this whole idea is ridiculous. This is and I, I, I didn't want to kind of want to like jump on that too. It's like, I don't know, the, the whole last dancing. It's like, dude, sh- sh- shut the fuck up. You're not, you're not MJ and Pippen. They won six championships. Rodgers won one when fucking Devont, uh, when he was a fucking, when Devonta was a freshman at Fresno state drinking right. natty lights and smoking weed out of an apple. Like, fuck you, man. You guys have played together for what? Four or five years. Like total. They were like together for the better. It, it yeah, been but a Jordan and Pippen were together for the better part of a decade and had to deal with like so much bullshit the entire time. It's only recently been a little bit inconvenient for you. Now to reference his wardrobe, I did fucking love the shirt he was wearing. Cause it was the old school NBA jams like menu. And it was Kevin Malone and a pot of chili. Love that. Everything Epic. else you can go fuck himself. Epic. Okay. We'll move on for better or for worse. For, for better or for worse is goddamn right. <laughs> He certainly set his reputation on fire, but we don't need to stick on this. So, um, okay. Lastly, uh, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun, 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 Deshaun Watson has been virtually quiet as a topic for the last three or four months. And it was so much better for me and my psyche. But 
as it turns out, uh, last week or so, he had decided to return to camp, or not return to, but attend camp. He did, and in retaliation, if you will, uh, the organization reported, listen, guys being very respectful, but he is making it clear he will not uh, relinquish his request for a trade. He still wants to move on to another team. And the organization also made it clear pretty much explicitly that they are willing to trade him. So there have been a number of reports that um, there, I think uh, ESPN reported a couple days ago that there was something like 11 women uh, filed police complaints against Watson, yada, 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 and the Houston police department. Um, that is still fully unsettled. The case is not set to be heard, I think, until February of 2022. He's being deposed this week, I think. What's that? He's being deposed this week, I think, or or sometime soon. Yes, he he is. I'm not sure if that was that was delayed. I think that might have been delayed as well, to be honest with you. But um, all of his legal actions seem to be pushed back. Now, the NFL... PA and Roger Goodell's office haven't said anything as to his eligibility for play time this year. And the Houston Texans have said, look, which is like really funny to me. They're like, yeah, we're like looking to get three first round picks, some starting players or more. It's like, like you don't need to tell us that you'd be willing to take more, right? Like, it's like, so what? Like, if if you hadn't said that, we wouldn't know if we gave you five first-round picks. But regardless, um, I wanted to bring in a specialist, uh, someone who knows a lot about this, as one of the few teams supposedly on the short list of possibilities to trade for Deshaun Watson. I have a heartfelt letter written by and read by one Eagles fan, Jerome. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. An Eagle fan's love letter to his GM regarding Deshaun Watson. You should use a different voice. I'm just slim. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Too slim. (laughs) Days gone cold. I'm wondering why. Howie, my dude. Crazy offseason, right? Great pickup with Nelson. I know Slay was talking to him in the offseason. Way to add some real experience to secondary. All right. Let's dispense with the niceties. You need to stay away from Watson. I know it looks enticing. Every NFL head has said, we're a Super Bowl contender if we added him to our roster. I know we have a draft quality to trade away. It makes sense. I know we could trade Hertz along with the deal to sweeten the pot. We can take a moment to think about what we could do with the tools we have right now. We use the draft capital to draft players for our own team. We can give Jalen a real chance to show the league what he has. You drafted him for a reason, right? I know you're willing to throw away all that time and familiarity that Hertz has (laughs) with their offensive weapons, I am pleading with you to give this team a chance. It goes without saying that this trade will put us under a microscope. And I know we have a history for being a home for QBs with a sketchy past. Can we just skip it this time? One last plea. As a fan, if you trade for Watson, I'm going to have to buy his jersey. I'm already in enough trouble for buying Eagles gear. It is painfully obvious that I wrote this in vain but either way and at the end of the day go birds love always Jerome yikes man I, I was waiting the longest time for you to be like hey Howie yeah that's that's Devonte screaming in the trunk like you, you sound like Stan um my my heart breaks for you but I, w- I will say, good job struggling to read that like a true citizen of the great city of Philadelphia. <laughs> Private school. <Yes. laughs> 
struggling, struggling. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so in all legitimacy, here, I, I, Jerome in private conversations in the group has said how, how little he would want Deshaun Watson on his team. Um, I have my own feelings. I'll hold off in a first second, but that's, that's why I brought it up with Jerome is to specifically ask him to like put in a note, Karen, let's say that. You I mean, that's, don't... it's because, because like quite literally the talking heads on every NFL show have said that the Eagles are in the top conver- top of the conversation and all oh, they'll be Super Bowl contenders. If, if they, if they get Watson on their team and I'm just tired of hearing of it. Kieran, let me ask you something. So if you are the Denver Broncos, the Detroit Lions, whatever, there's there's a lot the of The LA teams, Rams. The LA Rams. There's a lot of teams who could technically be up for, you know, trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. What let's say you're one of those teams, would you be up for it or not? I mean, I don't. It kind of depends on like. I mean, me personally, morally, I think he's a dirtbag, and I don't know if I'd want that kind of PR smoke on my team. That aside, he's a great quarterback. Um, and numbers wise, yeah, I think he could potentially turn one of those teams into a, a legitimate. I don't know about Super Bowl contender, but at least a deep playoff run. Um, now, do I think he'll be able to do that with? all of this legal shit that he's stirred up on his own here that he's gotten himself into going on. I don't know. You know, it's, it's really the first time he's had to deal with anything, you know, this much adversity. So publicly you got to think, and he's, yeah, he's 25 years old, you know, 25 going to be 26 when the season starts. I mean, that's going to weigh on you mentally just knowing that, you know, at the end of this year, you know, I, I get it. Everything's been pushed back. I'm like, oh, well, it doesn't have to deal with it during the season. It's like, yeah, but I don't know. It's a ticking clock, man. Like, when, at some point, you're going to have to fucking own up, be an adult, face the music. You fucked up big time. You did some fucked up shit. Um, and or at the end of the day, I... Or you didn't, but you're accused of it. Yeah, true. Right. Innocent until proven guilty. But, wait, wait, from but that, can, what, that can weigh heavy on you anyway, because people are talking shit. Right, exactly. Even if you know it comes out where it, he's found not guilty of all this, like it's a it's a mental toll that you're bearing, you know, regardless of what the what the reality and the truth of the matter is. But yeah, I mean, just between the PR smoke and the the mental toll it's going to be taking on him throughout the year, I I wouldn't be trading for him. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing so as a GM. Okay, um, so hit it, Dido. If you are a team and you trade for this guy and you trade three first rounders plus two starting quarterback or two, plus two starting pieces, you're stupid. There's no nice way of putting it. You're stupid. You don't know. Like, you don't know how long Roger Goodell will hold him hostage. You simply have no idea. You don't know what the criminal justice department will do. No one knows because it's all been delayed. So you're just trading your future away for a player who is great. He is great on the field. Kieran's right. Um, Michael Vick in 2011, 2010, yada, yada. We get it. But the fact of the matter is no one knows. It's a huge mystery. And I love Deshaun Watson on the field. But it would be silly. All right. Gentlemen, I think that's it. That is it. it? Okay, that's it. This has been an exceptionally long, but still just as entertaining and fun for us. So satisfactory. Karen, was it good for you? Like it was for us? It's always good for you. It was exemplary. Okay. You were the monkey in the middle of our sexual acts. (laughs) Part of the course. There's so much wrong with with everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. We were happy to have you. We're happy to be here. As always, we're happy to be back. We love you. Gentlemen, say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. I got